I'm so fucking mad at you for your fucking Instagram post yesterday. <laughs> have you seen this bullshit? I mean, have you seen these fucking, I've been tagged in like 15, 20 videos that are like, oh, do 10 for 10 or 20 for 20 push-ups or whatever it is. Yeah. I did my part yesterday. Yeah, but by doing his part, what he's neglecting to tell you is he literally set his camera up so it was focused straight on his crotch for like three seconds, hot three seconds. Then a hot, like a gross seersucker crotch, like bro dude rolled up his sleeves so you could see his arm muscles because you got to do work and then did the push ups. It was so gross. And that PR agent who was on your feet and said she was nauseous. I don't know her, but I love her. Shout out Lisa Goldberg (laughs) for giving us giving us all constant shit in this time of constant need. Take me to coffee. This is a mentorship podcast for the quarantine age. For anyone who is looking outside of the box for inspiration. And knows just how important a great mentor can be. From movie stars to blog writers to Broadway husbands, in this day and age, we have something to learn from everyone. So this is your weekly chance to get personal with people who've been down the road before you. And soak up a whole lot of inspiration from every corner of the internet. How's your quarantine going? Quarantine's actually uh, not too terrible, man. The wife just like working out every day. What's been a highlight? of your quarantine. This may sound a little sappy, but I've enjoyed spending a lot of time with my wife. So I've been out of town uh, for two years and I haven't really been uh, around my oh, wife. Oh, I didn't think yeah, about that. So this right. is kind of like a, hey, jump back in real quick. <laughs> That's amazing. We giggled like all day yesterday. We Gross. had, we made up some ridiculous songs and we, I know it was so, it's so, it's so sappy, <laughs> but it's fucking amazing. Like uh, my wife's awesome. And she's like, do you want to do a face mask? I'm like, no. But then I take pictures of her in her face mask looking like, you know, some kind of a, like Michael Myers Halloween mask and it's my I just favorite like it makes me ma- it makes me fucking laugh so she makes me laugh all the time and I'm like this this is it this is it right here so that's the sappy shit what have you been doing what have you been up to oh my goodness you know just helping the theater industry <laughs> go digital <laughs> listen somebody's got to do it because the shit's you know I talked to my agent the other day and he was like this is catastrophic it is I don't know what's happening I learned something really interesting today, since this is yep. Take Me to Coffee, and this if this helps anybody. You know, seven years ago, I created this company, Broadway Unlocked, um, because I have always seen the need and the vision for like a world in which digital media and technology uh, supplements the live theater industry, right? And yep. what I've learned over the years is that it was like sort of so far ahead and so outside of most of um, theater makers' experiences or skill sets that, you know, it was, it's been really, it's been very rewardingly challenging to do any of the stuff that I've, you know, gotten up and running through Broadway Unlocked. And it's really ended up being all self-funded by me, right? All, you know, business plan. I do all of it with my teams. But what I learned this week that I kind of feel caught off guard by is that I think that I didn't really understand that it was gonna have like the only way this business was ever gonna happen was for something catastrophically disruptive like this to happen which is kind of disconcerting right because I then I think like just in terms of my own growth as an entrepreneur like I literally could have done this for another 10 years and I've never gotten anywhere do you know yeah. what I mean but yeah. now like this week I have meetings that I absolutely wouldn't have been able to get two weeks ago you know what I mean and I yep. am able to 
be really assertive and say, like, I'm out in front of this. I've got 10 years of experience. I know how to do these things. I have a vision and I know how to build a company around it that's going to be able to help. I'm excited to hear about what comes out of this for you because, you know, you've been putting the legwork in for so long, like you said, and to watch the need to finally be there. I, I hate that like it's caused right. like we've we've gotten to this point where it's like, oh my God, I've been doing these things in in like the and I always think of the movie The Long Short when mm. I think of you sometimes and I think of like the guy, oh, you know, what's his face who like bets against the markets. Yeah. And he's like, No, this is gonna happen. I see this coming. I, I I can I can see all of these things lining up. That's right. And I tell everybody this. I'm like talking to my little brother today. I was like, Man, we gotta find the void and fill it. Right? There's gonna That's be right. a huge That's fucking right. void, fill it. You've been filling it for ten years, a void that people didn't even know they had. No. And, and I, and really and what now you're like, now you're, now you've got the information. Right. I'm going to just talk out loud guys. If you're building a business, here's what I've learned on this this week. Take notes. Practically, it's been very good practice, right? I've basically gotten to practice across and just play across all these mediums. So it's interesting because I'm watching now these companies and these stars use these platforms that I've been using for a long time. Mm-hmm. And where it stands out, that's cool. Is like, I know what goes wrong already. And I know how to fix it because I've been using like live switching for live streaming for three years now. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. neat. I think that also now because I can because you like you said there's like a market need for mm-hmm. it I can get these meetings right which are crazy which I can't believe is happening finally but it also allows me to like come back to some things that I saw 10 years ago that I just didn't have the resources to do or or the ability to make affect that kind of change in our industry right so then I also yep. got like a decade of legwork and building relationships and getting people to trust me you know as an insider in the theater but an outsider in some ways with technology and the way I make things mm-hmm. so I don't know but it's complicated it's a weird complicated feeling to be watching this happen as a result of this catastrophic event like you said As with any business, you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs, you're going to have a crazy time that's like a pivotal moment, you're going to have all of these things that like kind of coalesce around a certain event. And you have to be ready, like we always say on this thing, right. is like luck lies at the crossroads of opportunity and preparedness. And when you've been doing putting 10 years of work in like you have, Man. and you've been doing the things that you have and thinking though outside the box the way you have, the fact that you've like swaddled this little baby. <laughs> it's so true. And it's like starting to become, it's starting to become a thing. It's like, it's 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 honorable, it's imaginative, it's fascinating. And for all of you guys listening out there who you want to start your own business and shit like this, put the fucking work in. Do the work. Yeah. I'm for, I'm like freaked out even by like the dis- – when. The- First of all, the name Broadway Unlocked, yeah. terrifying that I came like, so don't be confused. I didn't have the forethought to be like, I'm going to name a company Broadway Unlocked so that when the whole theater industry goes down, yeah. but you know, it's named what it's named and the brand is built as it is. And literally the tagline is innovation for any stage. We push the boundaries of theater beyond the footlights. Like that freaks me the fuck out, to be honest with you. But again, like I love it. Because yes, it is situational, and you know, we it could have never happened that this thing would have happened. Oh my but God. you knew, but but like you had an idea, you brought this thing to the forefront, you put the work into it, and now it just happens to be playing out. No, it's not. It's because you put the work in, right? Yeah, you put the yeah, work yeah. in, you did the For thing, sure. and it's it like again, it's, it's circled around this catastrophic event. But again, we needed the change. The change needed to come. Change needs we to happen. Need we change. needed the change. Can I share something that I'm worried about that I've been worrying about this week on yeah, this note? Me, please. Just like a, because I think, again, with anybody else who's building something, I think it's always so good to say this stuff out loud. I think there is an immense, op- I know there is an immense opportunity right now, like you said, mm-hmm. that my business and brand fills. And I mean, I've identified 
20 things in my like product development, you know, bucket, like I'm not short on those visions of opportunity, right? right? That's all in place. The brand is in place. All of the things are in place. And I'm a little, still a little afraid that I am not, I'm going to feel the effects of being a female entrepreneur, uh, someone from the arts that's not taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, while I can certainly help in this instance, and I can do some stuff myself, like this is has to be a big, huge move, right? I actually like need investors. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to do some of this stuff that we need to happen unless like I get investors and I've put all that work in and I've learned with the Zuckerberg team, you know, this year and I've been, you know, mentored by the head of partnerships, but I'm, I have a like a little worry that um, people are going to be chickens with their heads cut off a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's going to be and like just that look for to a while. the same yeah. people, the same people who have, they're doing great work, but it's not new stuff. You know what I mean? Right, right. I don't know. So I'm a little worried about that. No, I know this in my heart of hearts. I think, you know, to, to get to not, mansplain or tell you what to do at all. But I think it is a level of you, you've put in the 10 years, take that knowledge and be confident in the fact that you can go out and compete with anybody. No, I literally sent an email yesterday to a group of five people, BCC'd, who are probably the most high-powered people. And I was like, I am the Rachel Chavkin of this industry. Like literally in bold, just put it in an email, which I would never do. Right. Like I, I've never done anything. So like, I'm doing that and I do understand that, but yeah. this is part of being a, a female entrepreneur. I think yeah. it's like, there's always that understanding that you, there are, th- there's very real um, bias. You know what I mean? Yeah, and absolutely. like lower rates of capitalization and like all of that stuff. So I don't know, just sharing that in this moment, that's also a worry. You know what I mean? I hope that this also, this disruption, this like flip it on its ear kind of thing, like this whole fucking coronavirus bullshit, like, starts making people see that everybody is equal. Gosh. We all get it. We all understand it. Like everybody's like, how are you going to come out the other side? And I keep talking about it. And I talk about it in the episode. Uh, how, how do we come out the other side? Like, what do we do? What's, what's the next what's step? What's the future of it? And if you're going to be a creator, you're going to be a fucking person just like you. If you're going to be somebody like that, like step on the fucking throat of what was old to kill it because we need to come up with new shit. The old stuff, it's got to go away. It's interesting. Um, I'm going to, I think I'm going to label these, this next like three sets or however many sets were quarantined of episodes as Corona Apocalypse, colon, and then our guest <laughs> because, <Yeah. laughs> because all of the conversations we're having, it's funny, you you weren't able to join us for my conversation with um, Ask a Concierge, Sarah Dandashi. Uh, um, right. But same thing there. She's in the travel industry and we spent the whole time talking about what is the future? And so I think these conversations are going to be really interesting to revisit when we're on the other side of this, Yeah, like as a sort of like historical record of how industry leaders and, you know, game changers, these people that we're talking about yeah. are already looking to see what this is going to do to their industry. Right. How can you open it up? How can you, you know, capitalize on the next thing, either it be monetary or just for like, you know, be an agent of change in the, in the right it, direction. Right? I think, I think yeah. it's just being an agent of change in this, unscripted untethered place that we're in right now is like we're kind of just fucking swaying in the wind right now and nobody really knows what's happening and once we find the you know the lifeline we'll we'll get there it could be you jess it could be it could be everybody and i hope that it's you and i hope that's a lot of fucking women and i hope it's a lot of people of color and i hope that you know I- i'm really hopeful for these things. yeah me too me too i'm i promise to keep fighting the good fight and doing hard work in these weeks to to not let people tell me no i'll tell you that much so this conversation today is with the Broadway husbands, Brett Shuford and Stephen Hanna. And it was a totally new experience for Andrew and I. I think we talked about it. We talk about it in the outro, but like 
the normal way we go about these conversations and the information we gather from our guests was just like all fucking out the window because we were in like first week of quarantine and everyone's lost their jobs. So it it was a very unscripted, unplanned, unoutlined conversation. And these are probably conversations that you're going to have with a lot of people in your peer group and or your parents and or like anybody, really. I think that this is a conversation that is is full of worry. It's full of um, fear. It's also full of hope. And it's full of, um, I think, insight into, again, what the next steps are. I don't know how to deal with you when you're thoughtful and succinct. and <laughs> It's really weird, right? So if you don't know the Broadway husbands, they're incredible, man. So they are performers. Stephen mm-hmm. was a principal dancer at the NYC Ballet, and they both have extensive Broadway credits that include Hello, Dolly and Billy Elliot and Wicked and Beauty and the Beast. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. Uh, yeah, between the two of them, it's just, it's kind of mind-boggling the actual amount of work that they've put in. Yeah, and then they created this Broadway husband's identity or brand. Um, it, we won't give too much of it away because we talk about it quite a bit, I think, towards the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, but basically to be able to model, right, a healthy, positive image of a gay couple that are performers. Um, with Broadway husbands, they have an Instagram, they have a blog, they have a podcast, they have a coaching program, all kinds of cool stuff. Fucking just really beautiful men who just really have cultivated a beautiful life together. And they want to share it with everybody and see that like, you know what, you can be young, you can be gay, you can have you can have the iconic class, you know, you can have that, the white picket fence and mm-hmm. everything like that. You can have that and also be in the arts and be creative. And it's inspiring. It really is inspiring. Yeah. And then this conversation is also pretty cool because um, when we talk about this, you know, when someone's an influencer on social media, you sort of only get to see a curated snapshot of their life. And of course, there's always so much more to these people. And this was just like a full hour of, I mean, even I was like, oh my God, I how would I have ever known that like Brett and I think about interactive, you know, perform live theater and interactive technology in the same way. I would have never guessed that from looking at the Instagram stuff. So it's just such a privilege to get to actually get to know them a little bit. Oh boy. Never did I ever guess that take me to coffee would be like, we, we have to be able to have these, co- now we can have coffee dates still, even though we're in quarantine. This is so important. How, how amazing. Absolutely. You're welcome out there, <laughs> so listeners. Wild. You're welcome. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Again, we, we accidentally created something that works. Well, you accidentally <laughs> created something that works. I'm yeah. just along for the ride. Uh, so if you're at home, stuck at home, and uh, you'd like to uh, be a guest on TM2C, you can head to Twitter and follow uh, TM2C Podcast. Uh, you can always leave us a question for an upcoming guest. And I might be messing around with some live question stuff this I'm week. I'm into that. We'll I don't, see. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why we haven't done a little more of that, especially now, like now that we're under lockdown for the little bit. Like I think people yeah. are going to be at home. They need a little bit of an outlet. Stay tuned to our social media for more information about that. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Take Me to Coffee as much as we did with the Broadway Husbands. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having us. Husbands Day Broadway. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. It's funny we're doing like two back to back today because now everybody's fucking like free, yeah. ready. You know what I mean? Home, yeah. yeah. Just like, ooh, I need to do a podcast. It's crazy. Yeah. What do you guys? You guys have a podcast. What are you? Are you still recording? What are you doing? We have a guest tomorrow. tomorrow. We have an episode that we recorded before that's coming out today. But then we have a guest tomorrow who's a wedding planner who has done a bunch of like Broadway wedding planning. But I mean, I feel like all of us are going to end up talking about what do we do? Like, how do we survive right right now? Because everyone's canceling their weddings, as I'm sure no one's going to the theater. And, you know, like, how do you 
how are we going to all, cause I think everyone's still shell shocked right now. Right. Oh yeah. It's like not even real. Right. If we're three days in, that's it. I feel like it's just going to get <laughs> worse. Uh. I've been thinking about how to make money. That's what I've been thinking about. <laughs> I've been thinking about how, how the fuck do I, how do I, how do I take this calamity and make it a positive, right? How do I do what I take my skills? Tell us set. what you've come up with. Yeah, tell, tell us. us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the general stuff right now. I'm, I'm thinking some bigger picture thing, like thirty thousand view stuff. But like most of it, you know, it, it entails, you know, like online teaching or you know, like offering. You know, I've always had this idea. I've had this crazy idea for dry soap for homeless people, like passable dry soap for homeless people. So huh. I've been like re- researching like different brands of things that I can put together, let her, you know. Uh, well, it's so funny because yeah. I literally, I literally, my brain goes to the same place. Like, what are we going to do to make money? How do I make money online? And I literally have to force myself to go, Brett, it's been three days. Yeah, just, like, I know, just I know. Allow, like, because what I do see people doing online and it's, you know, and it's just human impulse is like, everyone's trying to find a way to be the first person to create that course or to do that thing. And to me, I'm like, can we just allow ourselves like to me, mother nature is telling us something here and let's just actually allow it to have a moment where we can all assess, you know, acclimate, accept, you know, and then like, then come from a place that's really intentional and really um, conscience based and not just like, impulse because of what's happening Mm. and because what i see what i think is happening is an oversaturation which is actually going to turn people off to anything also who's the customer yeah like who's yeah like yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) because nothing's working the economy is just like there's like to me like right now what we're trying to do is help promote people donating to the actors fund and to broadway cares equity fights aids because there are a lot of actors now who are completely out of work with no means to an end, to 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 paying their bills and as much as like most people most people go uh actors but like you know this is a huge industry in new york city especially of people who are making who who have mortgages and children and 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 i don't think our republican um you know administration is going to care about them you know, oh, no, that's just not high on their <laughs> nah, list. No, we're we're, we're nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything's like, how do we? If you if you still have a job, support, uh, you know, some charity. They're trying to raise money, trying to get to a million dollars with the, this emergency fund to help people in the arts. So I'm like, let's just try to drive that as much as we can, and then we'll. I think you know, next week we'll figure out how how we're going to make money. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's kind of what I did too. <laughs> to be honest, I yesterday I was just like, well, actually. So a night ago, like 24 hours ago, I was just talking to my brother and I was in a panic. And then I realized like I could help people because I know so much about technology and theater. And that's I have no job. I have no money. But I've spent the last 24 hours creating these technology guides and getting on, you know, Zooms with people around the country that are running theaters and need help on this. And I'm like, I I mean, that's what I can do, I guess. You know, it's just help. (laughs) Yeah, but that's going to come back to you. I mean, that's th- that's going to come back to you. Mm. I, I think it's very easy right now for us to feel like we're kind of alone, especially because we're all having to force isolate, you know? Yeah. But we are all, everyone's going through Do this the right same now. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless you're the 1%. It really does. What is it? It's funny. I was just thinking about like, 
what's the opportunity to change this conversation in this podcast today? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to just yeah. commiserate through the hour, but instead of like getting all of your backstory and how you ended up and what it's like to be an influence and all of the great things about Broadway <laughs> husbands, like right. opportunity, like Andrew was saying, does evolves from this for you guys because you know what you know or and I don't know. I don't have any answers. <laughs> and that's and that's kind of what I meant in the beginning is that like my wife has a skill set. I have a skill set. I have yeah. multiple skill sets, but my wife has a very specific skill set. And I'm like, how do we monetize and or how do we get you into a, like the same creative space? How do we keep you going? How do we get you out of the doldrums? How do we keep you out of the depression? Yeah. Um, how do we, you know, keep your foot forward so that when you get back into the game, we're not behind we're also, you know, we're up with where we're at, despite where the industry is going to be at that point. Like you can do your best to stay on top. You yeah. know what I mean? One, yeah, 100%. But I think, I think what I'm seeing happen is that no one's allowing the time to just be, which I think is this mm-hmm. opportunity right now that this virus is giving us that we haven't been doing as a human, yeah. just on a human level, we have not been just being still just being fucking alone and being still and disconnecting mm-hmm. i mean i'm even finding us like we're grabbing our fucking Phones, instagram yeah. first thing in the morning mm. and just sitting there getting lost scrolling and we're not actually like going okay we got to do our you know like we can taxes. organize our taxes we can organize our bind <laughs> like this shit that we can't do when we're doing eight shows a week we can actually do right now and maybe actually right. what if what if we all just like give ourselves this week when we're being forced, we're being told by the CDC to just isolate yeah. for four weeks at least. No, just to say this week. Just say this let's week. just say one week at a time, right? One day at a time. <laughs> one day at a time. Only today. What if today we actually do the shit that we've been saying yeah. we we're gonna do, or that we've been saying we wish we had more time to do, and just get yeah. that shit done and stop worrying about how to connect outside of connecting with ourselves connecting with where we are in this moment, because I think that this is the opportunity we have right now that we're probably never going to have again. No. Right. No, especially after that. Right. (laughs) We're going to be working for the rest of our lives. (laughs) 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 But I find that, I find that, I find that fascinating. I find that fascinating that you come from, we come from a point where we've, we've worked so hard. We're like, so up social media's ass. We're so like on the internet all the time, always looking for the next thing because that's what it is. Like the world up until two weeks ago, was about the next thing. How fast can we get it out? How can, how can I come up with this ide- ideation of whatever the next thing is, right? Now we're forced to go back to this almost colonial kind of a mindset where we're trapped and insulated from everyone else, be it from geog- geographically or whatever. Now we're like forced to stay in our little shoeboxes in our apartments in New York City. And now we've had to kind of revert back to this old timey ideology, which I'm I'm kind of obsessed with in a way. But I think that if we right now start thinking, how am I going to make money? And and I'm not saying that's wrong or bad. I think that it is because we're doing the same thing, but it's, but it's going to come from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. You can never like the reason we are in a lot of the financial state we're in is because of, is based out of fear. And, and it's also, I think there's too many people in the, I've, I've experienced in this sort of influencer world who come from this competition place that there mm. isn't enough. And that if I don't, if I don't get it first and it's, then there's going to be depletion and, you know, get all the toilet paper now because there won't right. be any. Right? <laughs> right. It's like, we're all right, like right. this mindset where, what if we all come from places 
it's there's plenty mm. there's plenty out there and if i just stop thinking that it's that if if that person wins i lose and if i stop thinking that well that person's going to beat me to the punch and then i don't get anything but what if we actually just stop for a minute and get our feelings under control get our feet underneath us because we just had the rug pulled out from us and just center ourselves first, then we're going to come from a place of intentionality. And we're going to come from a place of how do I serve people? How do I help people as opposed to how do I make something? And then that might actually be a more long term strategy to changing the way things have been. I mean, that's so utopian in my head, but it's like, it would be a nice way to approach it. <laughs> right. And we talk about on this podcast all the time. We say like, how do we build something? And how do we make it long lasting? You put the roots in, the seed goes, the roots go down, the tree comes up. But if you don't have the time to do that and you're just hustling and bustling, like you don't have a good root structure, you know? So I'd love to speak an analogy. You're going to get a lot of that <laughs> shit today. So be prepared. Here's, uh, the other, here's the other thing I will throw out because I just, I have only told one person this happened last night, but I think it's worth mentioning in case anyone who's listening is thinking about this and also because I just think it's a good thing for us to talk about. Like for me personally, I, what I had planned for yesterday before all of this hit was I needed to get an episode of our podcast out uh, and uh, we were going to do a live um, version of the salon dinner that we had to cancel that we were about to do, which is pretty easy. I've done a lot of stuff like that before, whatever. And then, you know, 40 or 24 hours ago, I realized I wanted to make this tech guide. And I was so basically starting then. I was up really late. I was editing the podcast and I was helping people on Facebook that were asking like, how do we rehearse Hamlet with 25 people, you know, when we can't be together and all of these things. I was writing this tech guide. I wow. stayed up really late. I got back up because I had a 7 a.m. call yesterday morning, got the podcast out, <laughs> was fielding all this stuff from the tech guide. Uh, also like having conversations about like whether my brother should take out a home equity line of mortgage on his house so that because our parents are passed away, we don't have any, you know, like resources or help. And so having these conversations and then we did the salon dinner and I thought I was doing fine, guys. I thought I was doing fine. We closed that salon dinner. I sat on my couch and I had a, a half a glass of wine and some cheese and crackers and I started shaking. And I didn't stop shaking for two hours. I thought I got a fever. I was like, oh, well, good. I have the coronavirus. This is great. <laughs> no, I have it. And I'm yep. just like breathing mm -hmm. and I'm in my bed and I'm wrapped up and I finally fell asleep. But I think I had a panic attack because I certainly am not mm -hmm. sick. Um, and I yeah. couldn't hold a glass of water. It was so bad. So I think I mentioned oh. that because, Brett, like your point about, you know, I think like you can even not be worrying about money and just trying to help. And in this moment, it's such a crisis. You know what I mean? And there's so many unknowns that like I just I don't know if it helps anybody else not have to go through it. It was really scary. I think that's that goes back to my point that I think is so many of us feel like we're alone and you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Like you I think everyone's feeling that and we're not necessarily allowing ourselves to feel our feelings because we don't as a society, we don't, right. yeah. we live other people's lives through the phone through, we don't actually allow ourselves to be where we are. And it's, and I'm saying that because I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. Yeah. He watches me do it every day. I'm like on Instagram for like hours. And then the, you know, I've been waking up in general, the past couple of days with a lot of fear and anxiety more than normal, obviously. And, and I feel like we start almost making like rash decisions. Like, what are we going to make? How are we going to make money? Are we going to leave the city? Like I wake up with all of these like panicked, um, 
thoughts. So it's so it takes a while to come back. I think to that reality. it just goes back to just I think that my biggest suggestion is like stop everyone stop buying into what everyone else yes. is doing. And let's all just ground ourselves. Like even right now, maybe the four of us can just take a deep breath together. <laughs> yes. Ready? One, two, three. I already feel better. <laughs> I already right? feel better. The Zuckerberg Institute, I was going to say, actually, who were guests, uh, it's Randy Zuckerberg's um, Community for Entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They are doing free um, accountability calls at 9.30 a.m. all week. And like this today, this morning, they had on Michael Littig, one of the co-founders, um, Buddhist teachers leading a meditation for like 50 people around the world. And it's you just you don't even have to be in the Zuckerberg Institute. You can just go to ZuckerbergInstitute.com or follow them on Instagram if you want like that chance That's to cool. sort of like whew, coalesce in the morning. I want to go back to this thing about being alone, right? Like, of course, you're you know, we're connected. We do all these things. I want to go. I want to go back to that. Like, you know, we we as human beings are not meant to be that way in some, like some personality types and whatnot. I think it's so important, you know, like what you're saying, I'm just really kind of piggybacking on that is like, and to think about being alone, right. To truly be alone and to shut off and to disconnect for a little while. And this is giving us that opportunity to get back to like what we're actually about, as opposed to this living again, living through another person's lens. I think this is a great time. And I a hundred percent agree with you guys about just really sitting down, self-reflecting, being alone, being disconnected. Because especially in New York City, I mean, we're around people constantly. You can literally, oh, I feel alone. I walk outside and then you can still feel alone. I, I'm going to give you that. But there's, you know, we have so many friends. We have so many things. I mean, I I am so a creator. Like, it's just where my brain goes. Like, I want to create. I like, I, I, and I see other people make something. I'm like, ooh, I want to make something too. And it's just very easy to like, get into that place. And I actually don't think that's what we need right now. I mean, yes, I mean, we'll always need art. We always mm-hmm. need that. It, it, it helps create an escape, but you know, I, I saw like Ben Platt do like this dance party with his two friends. And I'm, and I'm thinking your dad is the producer of wicked and you live in a like mansion in Connecticut. And like, I don't have that luxury and like, that's like, and I'm glad you can dance party, man, but like, tell your dad to send me some money. <laughs> like I, you know, like I got to pay my mortgage. And so I, I, I just feel like I'm not sure that we're all really, that's not necessarily connecting mm-hmm. with me. That's, you're not, you're not trying to connect Good with intentions. people. Probably. Right. I mean, you see that coming from a, a spot of like, hey, listen, you can be joyful at this time. You can do those things. But clearly, like, it's a it's a bit of a bone of contention with you because you're like, I don't have that lifestyle. I don't have that luxury. I felt like that this week. I have to do that. For sure. Absolutely. I felt the same way. I'm like, I'm watching people do shit and I go, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Right. And that's my point. It's like, yeah. then you're just actually going to like, when, when people, when you are ready to serve people, they're not going to be there because they're burnt out and they're annoyed. They feel alienated and, and resentful. Yeah by right. this platform and the way it's being used. Yeah. I mean, I already huh. sort of, <laughs> I already felt like that before. I mean, before the whole world almost, or is falling oh, apart, I think I've, I constantly fight that feeling anyways, right? I mean, it's a constant um, compare and despair kind Ooh, of I've never reality that. that we live in anyways, you know? Compare and despair. I mean, it kind of, you know, if you wake up in the morning and like, you know, we're guilty of it, checking social media right away. And that's something that you really have to work on to not do because then it kind of sets the tone 
of how, at least for myself, how I've thought about myself or what I think about myself or what I think I'm not getting or not achieving or not doing or, and yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's the same thing. That's the easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And that's what I uh, always try to tell people is like, don't do the easy thing. The harder thing to do is to actually not look at your phone. Mm -hmm. And maybe journal first. Are you talking to yourself? (laughs) (laughs) We were watching a movie. We were watching a movie last night and he, I was kind of, I wasn't having a panic attack per se, but I was definitely pacing around the apartment and I couldn't sit down. And um, he finally was like, put your phone down and sit down and we're watching this movie. And I was able to put my phone down, but guess who kept checking his? (laughs) Brett, this guy to my right. Hey. So <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Couple accountability right there. You got to hold each other That's accountable true. for that shit. You know. That's true. Have you guys talked yeah, about yeah. any like structural accountability? Because th- I keep we keep talking about how do you create this downtime? How do you not? Yeah. Have you guys talked about that at all between yourselves? That would that you want to share? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, just really quickly, like yesterday, we got our taxes done. <laughs> well, we did. We are getting things done, but we are both really good at saying things out loud to each other i think this happened yesterday i was like i think we both were like we're gonna start doing the 2017 amended taxes at 2 p.m and it was like 12 30 and i don't know what we were doing until then which was unemployment unemployment oh right right unemployment um joy but at two (laughs) two (laughs) o'clock two o'clock came and Brett was like, let's just we were listening to something. Oh, we were listening to uh, a replay of our podcast um, just to hear it. Yeah. And I I was like, okay, it's two, let's start. And he was like, no, let's listen. I'm like, all right, this is procrastination. Like, we have to get the content but we out, did honey. get it done. We did get it done. I want to know, and this is something my wife has questioned about has questioned me about, and like, what is mm. the future? Right. And this is where I think we all kind of, our mind goes is like, right. So we say that theaters are closed down. We say that shows are closing and the shows are opening and shows are blah, blah, blah. But what happens with our industry? Like, where do we go? This is something I've been pondering recently. I want to know your guys' thoughts on it because I go, I know that we think it's going to go back to normal, but it's not, it's not going to be normal anymore. We're going to have a a transition period of semi-normality, but then there's going to be a lot of fallout from that, which I I believe is going to happen. I mean, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I think that you know, what we're looking at right now, I think, is a repeat of the Great Depression almost. I think we're going to see donors not be able to donate to nonprofit theaters. And so those, we're going to see some shuttered um, nonprofits. I think that the big corporate um, theater companies, so Lion King will be fine, I'm sure. Wicked may be fine, God willing. You know, um, Phantom will probably be, come back. Like the classic things that bring people comfort because it's something that they're familiar with, that kind of stuff will come back. I don't, I mean, I, I honestly am, I'm really curious. I'm, but what's happening now is every, anything online is going to thrive because the risk is so low. And, you know, they're still hiring at Amazon right now. Like grocery mm-hmm. stores are hiring people for online deliveries right now when, you know, when restaurants are shuttered and, you know, bars are shuttered. So I don't, I'm really curious what's going to happen for people in our community who are actors who don't come from money, who don't have, who have been waiting tables in between gigs. Mm -hmm. And now they can't work their restaurant job and they can't get an acting gig. What's going to happen. So it's going to be really interesting to see 
the evolution of this because people, people may or may not survive and are going to have to find other ventures theater. I think what's going to happen what you're seeing right now is people are going to do all these little online versions of theater. They're going to do, you know, like, um, I don't even saw Kirsten Wyatt's doing a musical where they're, people can submit scenes. Like you, you get assigned a scene or a song and you record it in your home and they're going to splice it together mm. to put on the entire show, which I think is such a creative, fun idea. Um, and I was like, Ooh, we should sign up. And then I was like, am I really going to do that right now? No. Um, <laughs> and they wanted it within less they than wanted 24 within like, hours. Yeah, I was like, hours. Gonna do this. <laughs> um, but I think it's such a great idea. Oh, yeah. an and awesome I think idea. it's a great way to connect people. And I think something's going to evolve out of that. I think people are going to see that there is a way to monetize that, that there's a way to get audience members. Because I mean, let's face it, the way theater has been going over the last 10 years is audience members want to be included. They want to feel like they're in it. And so this might be another level of like venturing into virtual reality, AI, like theater, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen quite a few big companies actually start to tap into the live theatrical movement also, which is, you know, you'll, you rerun old tapes of musicals, maybe from Lincoln Center or something like that, or somebody's going to buy that archive and say, Hey, listen, we're going to start pumping these things out because we don't have this art form anymore, or we aren't available to go there because of social distancing. Um, I find that interesting too. It's like, you know, now Hamilton's coming out with a, uh, the movie version, right? So they've shot it with multiple cameras from different areas and it's a live production. I think we're going to see a lot more of that as well once we're allowed to go back into these social spaces. Do you think that's going to be like, as far as technology and crossover, is that like the next evolutional step or? Yeah, I think that's actually, I think what you just said is a really great point. And I think it's something that a lot of, you know, because bigger productions obviously always, archive performances or the Hamilton thing where they've done it with multiple cameras and other shows have done that recently too, where they've shown it. What is the, the, is it on Netflix? A lot of those like kiss me, Kate, like, you know, a lot of Broadway HD. HD. Um, And I think that that, that's actually a really great idea for not just, but I think it's going to go on another level. Like I think it's going to start, they're going to start creating stuff where the audience because like they've done all the NBC musicals live mm-hmm. and ABC and like all that stuff and they always get panned except for Grease yeah, that's not the, true the one that's that wasn't true. bad I was on the one that wasn't panned which one Grease it was really good that was an exception I'm kidding well, Hairspray was pretty good I like Hairspray but Hairspray is great Hairspray is a great show though. what I was going to jump in and say to your point is that Grease worked because they didn't try to slap the proscenium form live form onto film. They created something new for the medium, right? Which just, you know, it was as simple as moving the fucking thing. You know what I mean? I mean, it was also well. Superstar was a hit. Superstar was good too, because it felt like a concert and superstar as well. Right. I didn't see that, (laughs) but I think that, I think that it's going to go another level where people actually, they're going to maybe create new things and the audience is going to have a say in it. And the audience is going to become, more involved. I mean, I, something like that. I mean, I I think 
Maybe think- you could follow the different characters on their live version on Instagram and you could go from Marty to it's Rizzo like- <laughs> to Kaniki and like the whole story is told through their point of view, like kind of like that. Is that what you mean? You can choose your yeah. own point of view. Like that's <laughs> fucking genius, actually. That's really fun. I have yeah. to jump in for a second because this is literally what I've been doing since 2013. And uh, and I think you are exactly right, you guys. It is not. It's new Technology is never meant to replace theater. It's meant to be additive, to create new things, to make the theater more relevant, right? To make going to that live form more relevant. And so like, for instance, on your choose your own adventure thing, I was just thinking of just um, there's really cool technology that came out through Google called Google Spotlight Stories, which they've now sort of uh, deprecated, but in the last year, but I'm sure it's being used in some other form where you're on your phone and you're watching you know, uh, it looks kind of like video game. There's mostly animation, but Justin Lin directed a live action one, which is why I think it's relevant. The thing is filmed in such a way that the gyroscopes in your phone measure where you're looking in the space during the film and then change where you go based on where your camera, where you're holding your phone. And so you watch this Justin Lin. Yeah. yeah, Spotlight story. That's like a, you know, Godzilla through the subway kind of thing. And there's, it's kind of like Bandersnatch on Black Mirror. There's a bazillion different versions of the story you can watch and they're all measured by where you're looking. So like, that's, I think what you're talking about, right? It's all this stuff we can do that's like sleep it's like sleep no yeah. more, no more but, but virtually yeah, totally. right taking a different perspective from any different choice that you make or anywhere you want to watch specifically so that makes one show which essentially is just fifty thousand different shows taking that little tiny kernel of what makes theater so special right and 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 planting it somewhere else <laughs> I, I feel like that i could see coronavirus like this thing becoming that because i think that's what's going to the art that's going to be made we we don't even know what's going to be made from this but because people are isolated with technology which has never happened ever in the history of human beings no. right think about that we are all being quarantined across the world with the technology we have that's never happened. I've been trying to encourage the people I talked to this week. Like, I understand you got to live stream your proscenium shows that you've already sold tickets to and get it done. All these people outside of New York City. And I get that. And you should. Yeah. But then I said, as soon as you're done with that, like, please think about new and inventive ways like that musical your friend is doing that we can at least, again, take the kernel of what's special about theater, but like make something unique to the medium you're distributing it on. Right. Well, we'll help you. Hit let's us up. Do yeah, it. Let us we'll do it. We're available. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Very available. And this is what I'm saying. Like, see how much joy we're getting out of just bullshitting? Like, it's this is what you need to do. Stop being fearful. <laughs> Start talking. Thank you. To people, not just your yeah, grandma. Don't talk to your parents. It'll just yeah, make don't it worse. Talk to your parents. No, well, do, do, but do talk to your parents. But just keep it keep it to a minimum. Every time we talk to our parents, I get off the phone and I'm like, I don't know. What should we do? Should we stay? Should we go? I don't know. What should we do? I don't know. What should I do? I'm freaking out. Should we leave? I don't know. Should we leave? Yeah, should I buy like, a cabin in the woods? Don't think I didn't have that thought the other day when they were like, oh, yeah, we have 48 hours before we decide that I we're going to do sheltering. And I was like, uh, I'm not sitting in my fucking no, house. I know. I'm not doing that. I'm going to get it. And I started looking on VRBO, Verbo. I was like, I'm going straight up to the fucking woods. I'm going to the woods and I'm going to sit down in some clandestine <laughs> location and I don't want to see anybody or oh, talk to anybody, true. but I need internet. Look, guys, I mean, we actually had this conversation last night on that point. This is also such an exciting time for actors who usually don't have agency or are empowered to be able to like figure out who they are and give that to everybody. You get to make your own shit right now. 
be and be you and no yeah. one can tell you to stop you know <laughs> i love that it's right very true yep and i love i love to i love your point about this is the first time in history because like i said technology is in its infancy you know what i mean we find things that are you know this is the 2 year old of technology as far as phones and computers and internet and te- like all the tech right so why not do you have your phone you have a bunch of fucking time you've got a camera you've got a microphone you got all the shit do some crazy we're gonna see crazy stuff coming out it's gonna be so much fun i mean i when i think about new york after 9-11 i was in new york after 9-11 and and mind you they only shut broadway down for two days and this we're talking about you know two or three months now um broadway came back you know and it came back strong and new york came back strong and it will come back in some form and we, we we as human beings have to create that's the gift we have as human beings god gave us you know the the creator gave us this gift to create. That's our gift back to him. And that's mm. what we have to do. But we, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see what audiences want, because I don't think people are clear right now right. on what they need and what they want and the difference between what they need and what they want. Do you think that we have to keep the love of community together that, you know, we will have this thing of social distancing. I think people will want to be able to come back and be together physically, proximity next to some other person and sit there and enjoy an experience collectively. Do you oh, agree with that? There's like new value on that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think as soon as there's clear testing and clear, yeah. you know, <laughs> clear everything. <laughs> right. yes, or a vaccine everything, or whatever that I is. Yeah, that, yeah, right. right. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that people would flock to it. I don't see why they wouldn't, you know, because people are devastated. I mean, it's, it's devastating. A shared experience is what people crave. Right. I mean, I think that people crave that connection. That's why we have this technology yeah. that, you know, and now everyone yeah. is probably connecting more on it than they've ever connected before, whether it feels like people are frantically trying to um, outsmart or outdo another, you know, but I think that when it comes down to it, everyone just wants to connect. And this is our chance to do that through the technology. I sometimes think, cause I, well, no, I'm always thinking like, how can I be clearer in explaining <laughs> like the difference about, you know, basically that shared experience when you're dealing with technology and theater. And I sometimes think the answer, the really clear answer is it was Ayad Akbar's New York times article where he was like, we share breath together when we're in the theater. Hmm. And so like my, baseline for does this work Mm -hmm. you know a technology and theater collaboration is is there a way for us to share breath but i got an email from someone yesterday that was asking i want to do this thing where you know the performers are performing and we can see the audience And i was like right but you don't have the shared breath you no one's going to sit through the whole thing we're not doing it together you know yeah i think there's something i remember reading a study that they had studied um like the audience's heart rates did you ever read that study? Yes, and they said yes. that audiences' yep. heart rates synchronize right. during a during a theatrical performance. Mm-hmm. And like the only, I don't that doesn't happen when you watch it on Broadway HD. No. I can guarantee it. You know, no. like when you watch those, it's a different experience when you're yep. in the theater together. You know, and for Stephen especially, like I think about going to the ballet because mm-hmm. Stephen danced with New York mm-hmm. City Ballet for so long, and the experience of that and how even like I, I'm, I'm curious how the ballet, how the opera is going to survive this because their audiences are the people most affected by the illness, right? Oh, it's it's they tend to be elderly Correct. people who are fans yeah, and that yeah, yeah, how yeah. do they, how do we 
make ballet more interesting and to younger people to to how to make opera more because it is such an interesting experience to go see the ballet it's like it's like seeing ballet live as opposed to on tv is like going almost to a football game or a baseball game and somebody hits a home run and your whole your whole being when you watch somebody do turns or do a jump that is so athletic and so beautiful at the same time and that's an experience you can't have yeah watching on tv you have to have that live it's interesting too because especially like i mean i can just speak as like a dance person at the moment about this is that it's tricky because people are like what what did television has what has television done for dance because of shows like so you think you can dance and Mm -hmm. you know in some respect it's kind of it's shortened our attention span. Um, we have a hard time watching things because it's always being cut in different angles. And like when you see things live, you know, you see the full picture and you see it from one angle, you know, and you get to see it all. Whereas like when it's spliced around, you don't get to see the beauty of the actual movement. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the movement of the camera. Um, they made a new form. Yeah, it's so a that, new form. I, I don't know. the. It's, it's right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's totally a new same. form and it's, and it's always, I always have a hard time seeing dance on camera sometimes if it's yeah. directed in a really splicey MTV okay. sort of way. Anyways. Like like the Cats movie. I couldn't okay? watch it. Like there was um, a lot of, there was a, a <laughs> lot. Don't. But the thing that offended me most was <laughs> the, was the way they edited the dance. Uh. But but beyond cats, I mean, just it like, like so, you know, if you see like an MTV, even if you see Britney Spears perform on MTV Music Awards, yeah. they're cutting so much that you can't even tell like what she's actually doing. You're like, can I just see one frame for like 10 seconds? The first at least? time I ever noticed that. So I can learn the choreography. Yes. No, was the, the tango in um, the tango in uh, so, fucking Moulin Rouge, the Roxanne tango. I was like. No, yeah. wait, mm-hmm. no, I want to see. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. Stop. Yes. Yeah, you can't you can't actually see what's happening. So It's interesting to at Women's know. Day on Broadway but, last week, um Sonia Taya talked a little bit about like the trouble she's had going back into concert dance as a choreographer because of So You Think You Can Dance. She said she basically had to stop talking about so you think you can dance at all for anyone to let her go back to choreograph concert wow. dance. yeah i mean it's just so commercial maybe yeah. this yeah. will lower those barriers like if we get a little more comfortable with people being able to wa- work cross digital and live no <laughs> well, there's a lot of head say- shaking going on <laughs> because here's my thing like there's this meme going around i don't know if you've seen this meme that went around it's got steven sondheim sitting on a couch with his feet propped up mm-hmm. and it says um just remember that during a quarantine steven sondheim wrote wicked and it's supposed to be a joke, but like the problem is that people are going to believe that that's true uh, because people don't that Stephen <laughs> and that he wicked. did it during, during a quarantine. quarantine. There's seventeen things wrong. It's with a that. joke, and he probably doesn't put his feet up yeah. on the table either. And like people, people don't do their research, right? Like people are going to believe you know Trump is a billionaire or whatever, right? They believe that <sighs> stuff, and it's it's like it's interesting. Like, and to me, I. That's the problem I have with so you think you can dance is you get people on there who aren't necessarily trained in dance. Mm-hmm. Like they have the capability and there's some really good dancers on there, but you know, they put them on point shoes and people are like, Ooh, they're mm-hmm. dancing on point. But like, then you go like, you can actually go see somebody actually do that. Yeah. Who's trained, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and how do we, how do we yeah. get people to understand the difference between, yeah, just because you can do it, 
doesn't mean you should be doing it because you're not actually trained. Like there's people who are trained to do that. So wait, maybe to tie everything in that we've been talking about is (laughs) you have got to train all of these great theaters to bring technology into their theaters and make their theaters survive and work that way so that highly trained professionals and high quality art and theater and musicals is accessible accessible to all and they actually see quality and then they understand what it is because that's what's like. Jesus Christ, I know you were saying that. I'm like, oh, this is the age old problem. It's the same thing as non-equity tours of Broadway company, you know, like no one knows the fucking difference. So can we even fight this battle? And how do you teach people that? I just hope people really start to, I don't know how we're going to change this, but you know, when I think about the last election and I think the way things are, I don't want to get too political, but like the way things are people buy what they're told they don't necessarily research mm-hmm. the truth Fact and check. how do we yeah. get people to understand the difference between like like there's there's a great instagram account kind of going back to what i was talking about ballet called models doing ballet have you seen this <laughs> <No>. account <laughs> and it's hilarious it's really good yes. you gotta look at yes. it because like yes. you see like you know, literally, you know, Khloe Kardashian and point shoes and somebody be like, and, and someone who doesn't know ballet could see that picture and go, Chloe does ballet, right? She's so good. <laughs> but she, she's she so, can't even I'm like, stand. she can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe it takes like, <laughs> it takes like people, I don't know. I don't know how, you know, or like I said, that meme, people thinking Sondheim wrote Wicked and not knowing that Stephen Schwartz. And, and it's a joke on the King Lear thing mm-hmm. that, that Shakespeare during yeah. the plague, Shakespeare wrote King Lear that, you know, and then, and then what's in, you know, sorry, let's keep going. I had too much coffee, but <laughs> hashtag everybody. The thing now that it's called take, take me coffee. Yeah. Everybody. That's the pressure that people are putting on themselves right now is that I have to write King Lear right now. If I don't write King Lear right now, if I uh, I gotta make... maybe you're putting that pressure on yourself. I'm not putting that pressure. No, no, on no. I'm saying <laughs> <that> <laughs> <same>. <laughs> <Very clear. laughs> Here's an inverse, though. Uh, I'm gonna be all Pollyanna like usual. The yeah. inverse is like I was taking a look at the 24 hour plays. Have you seen what they did since they had to cancel? No. Um, so every actor is doing filmed versions of their monologues. And what actually I really appreciated about it is the inverse of what you're talking about. There was this, you know what? We just want to make this happen. Let's let go of all of the need for this to be slick and pulled off. And like, uh, I don't, is it not Jason? Oh, I always get them mixed up. Jason Danley and the other Jason. <laughs> That's a movie star now shit what's his name anyway a very famous actor just doing his monologue in his living room obviously filmed on a a cell phone and they did and it's about real estate so it kind of tracks him into the you know but you know like so it, it, it was really great to watch a movie star be able to just be the word do the words you know yes. do the words is it jason statham no <laughs> is it i'm sure that would be hilarious i I probably. It's, I don't totally think it's Jason, Jason at all. No, I know. I'm. No I don't think it's Jason at all. I'm wrong. I'm Jason wrong. Statham. I'm She's gonna look it up right now. But She's I want to know. I want to see Jason Statham do a 24 hour play though. Patrick Wilson about real the estate. Patrick's. Oh, Patrick. The Patrick's. Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Oh, Sorry, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, yeah. It's because there's two Patricks that I get mixed up too. Well, right. wait. And Patrick Wilson and Jason Danielli were both in Full Monty. That's also why. Thank you. Oh. So. <laughs> <welcome>. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
my. I have a random question for you guys that I wanted to ask if you're dealing yes. with if this is a like hard turn from all the theater stuff. But one of our guests that was on Laura Binky is an Instagram influencer. She is amazing. You should check her out. She was a sportscaster, a female sportscaster and mm. lost her job because of a sexual harassment issue and now is like reinvented herself. She's amazing. I remember her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here in New York. Yep. That's her. She's amazing. But I saw on her Instagram, she was like, hi, guys. You're about to see some Instagram posts that feel out of tone for the current moment, but I already had these deals and I have to put this content out. And it was for like Dale Carnegie and some other stuff. Have you guys had a deal? No, with I, I mean, we, we, I, I understand like I've seen some I've other people it, do yeah. it. Um, we luckily didn't have any deals like happening right now. So mm. we were fine. Yeah. Um, what a tough but was, what was weird was that last week we were on vacation that had been planned for like a year and a half because it was my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. So mm. we were out of town. And when everything started to happen, we were on a great vacation um, and we were just posting how much fun we were having. And there was part right. of me, at least, that felt like we shouldn't be doing this. But, you know, we were already on the vacation and we were there till Sunday and that's just yeah. what it was. So. But I think it, I think there's a way to do it. I think that especially with the influencer world, again, this gets kind of wishy-washy, but I think, you know, I always approach it from a place that I want it to be genuine. I don't ever want it to feel pushy and salesy. And yeah. I, and that's a tricky thing to do. And I see people, you know, it, it is, the tone is really hard to approach. And I think, how does it serve your community and maybe she made maybe she was making 15 grand off of one post you know so i understand mm -hmm. she's got to feed her feed her family or whatever but mm -hmm. i think there's also a way to go to those companies and say listen i have to change the tone of this a little bit we gotta we gotta mm -hmm. approach this so that it serves my audience i bet that was the concession for her to be able to write about that in the post that this oh, was going to be yeah, weird do you think yeah. yeah but i think i don't know that brands are going to be using influencers right now i mean i think that's probably out the window i think about that i've thought about that all day right? today i had a brand agency approach me uh about doing a live version of this actually for like brands and stuff and i was like yes i this is exactly what i want to do with this kind of stuff however you have a salary and I have nothing and I have all I own the IP and I have all the institutional knowledge to get this up really fast. So you need to talk to me about whether you have any prospects for a sponsorship, because I would really like to do this. But like I, I you, you know what I mean? Everyone wants, like we said earlier, something from the people who have nothing right now, the creatives. Right. Yeah. When oh, things yeah. like this happen, creatives kind of like you're saying, get to a place where where's our value people want things from us but then they're not willing to compensate mm. how do they how do we and how do we find our worth in this time mm -hmm. i don't know it's going to be an interesting and and as influencers you know we've gotten into this influencer space very sort of unexpectedly and one of the big things we our big story has been we want to start a family and we've been on this right. journey of becoming dads and that's on hold again yeah we were you supposed know, to go to the doctors right. with our potential we were, surrogate on Monday. And so that obviously got. So that's huge. You know, <clears throat> such a challenge as oh, gay men to, so to start sorry, a family guys. in general. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's all, it's it all God's plan. It is, it's all know. supposed to happen. It's, in it's exactly time. right. Everything works out the way it's supposed to work out. And I find it, you know, take the time. And then honestly, Again, like to your point, take the time. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. And honestly, like tomorrow we could wake up and they could be like, we have a vaccine. Everything's fine. We have you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I keep yeah. hoping. Yeah, totally. 
And and yeah. honestly, that could happen in two weeks. Like, who knows? It feels like in two weeks, like a lot can change or not. Or you know what I mean? It's just as unexpected as this all is. Anything can happen, thing, obviously. Kind of going you back to your mean? influencer thing, though. I think the thing that's important is that we are honest. I always try to be honest. It's hard to be honest and be vulnerable to be honest and not always be like, life is Gucci. Like, it's yeah. life is challenging right. and it's scary, and especially right now. Yeah. And so I think that I always want, want us to be as genuine as we can be. And I think that always that has prevented us from blowing up the way that we probably could. If we were just in our underwear right, all the time, right, we right, would probably totally. have 300,000 followers. And yep. if we sexualized everything and if we only wore designer clothes, which is not our reality, um, then I think uh, we probably- always look like that, just so you know. You, I was like, we're looking <laughs> at photos. You. I was like, how the fuck are you guys so handsome and good looking and well-dressed all the time? <laughs> It's just for when that camera is on us. That's the only, you know, but, <laughs> right. but you know, you, we're, I, I would love to be sent that stuff all the time, but that's not our reality. And I don't want people to think that's our reality because like, yes, sometimes we've done styled photo shoots, but like, I never say that we own those clothes. Like yeah. we, we wore them for the photo shoot. Somebody gave them to somebody us. Somebody styled us yeah. and then we gave, yeah. them, back. gave them right back. Yeah. And, and what, what I do want people to know is that it's, freaking hard to make a living as an artist and it's freaking hard to um start a family as a gay couple in the arts and like and it keeps getting set back and we you know we aren't we weren't doogie hauser as kids and we don't have that money coming in and Mm. you know i would love that to be our reality but it's not and and we're finding it and we're still happy and we're still successful and we're still serving others and or at least trying to as best we can and we want to just show people that you can be happy, you can be healthy, you can be worse, you know, big part of our story is you can be sober and drink too much coffee and ch- talk too much, you know, and, <laughs> and <laughs> that's our reality, you know. That must be some, I always think in this, with this podcast, so I wonder if it's the same way for your own that's such a cool opportunity that has emerged from this, that we get to talk to a lot of influencers who get the chance to tell their stories and, and show themselves because what you see online, I mean, you know, I, I would have no idea if we hadn't talked like, oh, what's their deal. Do they, did they just decide to be influenced? You know, I'd have no idea. And that's such a neat opportunity, I think for so many people to get to, um, I don't know, just let us all in a little more on what they do and why they do it and what your goal is through doing your influencer work and all that. Well, that's stuff. what that's kind of why we started the podcast too, was just to be like, it mm. looks really pretty. Like Instagram looks great. And, and I, and pe- the things that get, we try to give audiences what they want. They really love anything shirtless. They love, um, but <laughs> <laughs> thirsty, thirsty, thirsty. Oh, the but, trap, the trap. <laughs> it's real. It's, it's real. real. But, so we try to give them that, but we always try to be tasteful because to me, the goal is always to create um, accessibility in the LGBT community so that we don't, so that kids, I just think about myself at 12, 13, mm. who would have wanted to see a gay couple that's normalized and not just mm-hmm. sexualized and not mm-hmm. just, um, you know, objectified too. I mean, there's so much mm-hmm. objectification in the LGBT community as well. And I really wanted us to be able to be like, look, you know, we'll give you a dose of that, but it's never like us just making out. Man, we've already talked for an hour. 
So maybe let's um, end all of this with, can you just give everybody a little, like, where can they find you? What things do you do? How can they be a part of your community? Um, you can follow us at Broadway Husbands, and you can follow me at Stephen R. Hanna on Instagram. And Brett Schuford and on Brett Instagram. Schuford. And we have a website, a blog, um, if you with all of our stuff on it, and that's just broadwayhusbands.com. We're obviously going to be able to start adding more to that blog over the next few weeks. <laughs> um, Can't wait. All of our podcast episodes are on there and all of our show notes for each episode are on there. And we're our podcast is part of the Broadway Podcast Network, yeah. which is a which is you know, it started in November and they've really made all of this possible mm-hmm. for so many people in the Broadway community to have a voice and uh, and to be able to create out there. Um, so check them out as well. If someone's listening, they're like, yeah. I don't know, Broadway Husbands Podcast? Who's who's gonna really, really enjoy your your podcast? Well, what besides we everyone, because I know everyone will. <laughs> well, thanks, but we, but we have like, you know, who's who listens to it the most who? is like moms. Really, like, think about Farah. Oh yeah, that's right. Like people who love, who who really want to be in, who are in the arts, who support the arts, who are family oriented because there's been a lot of people who I think, because we talk a lot about growing our family and that's a big priority for us, how we're going to make that happen. And people who are curious about what it's like to live a life in the arts in New York city, we really kind of mm. dig into, into that. I love that. Cause that's beautiful. I think that's amazing. We also, we also give, give relationship, relationship advice. advice. <laughs> so maybe, maybe young, maybe younger, <laughs> gays and not yeah. specifically but you know, there's a lot of the young, gays do like our yeah audience. yeah the younger gays and <laughs> and i think that ultimately it's because like of our goal is to be an example of what we didn't have i know like uh, as a youngster like i think part of my fear of being gay was not ever having like a normal life and being able to be married because i was just afraid that i was gonna the only thing that i knew was like I was probably going to die of AIDS or something like that was like what was fed into my psyche, like either directly or indirectly. But that's what I thought being gay meant. And that is just not the truth. Um, But that somehow was fed into my head somewhere. So I think that that's ultimately why we want to be who we are, you know, out in the public. You guys are amazing. You're amazing. Good for you guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks I'm for so having us. We're so busy. We got to run. Like- I feel like. We- <laughs> <laughs> that was um, a first for me, Andrew. Uh, literally everything that we get to prep a podcast episode, we just, it was all about totally other stuff. Yeah. Um, I enjoy a conversation that you think is going to go one way and usually mm-hmm. we lead one and whatever, but like we're in mm-hmm. such uncharted territory right now, especially with the uh, you know COVID-19 and the, just even the last couple of days of like, you know, potential lockdown in New York city and social distancing and things like that. It's just, you know, everybody's thinking about it. So we got to discuss it. We got to get, get the facts out there. We got to like talk about it and we talk about how we create things while we have a downtime, you know, we talk about how we, how we grow. That was my favorite thing. Like you what asking happens. what's next and what, what does the theater look like? And just getting the chance to focus on the potential for a little bit <laughs> instead of yeah. like all like 
you know, the stuff that's really challenging was delightful. You you can sit in the fear and you can sit in all those things, but so like talking to these guys, it's like it's so there's so much hope out there, you know. It's that like, was great advice from Brett, and I mean, I think the fact that we heard it from him like four or five times throughout the episode is an indicator that maybe you know it was in his brain. <laughs> it's in their brain collectively, and they're like, I'm excited to see what happens, you know, recording this yeah. podcast for the next few weeks and how it sort of changes and morphs and evolves and. It's going to be fun, that's for sure. <laughs> guys, what are you coming up with? Listeners out there, what are you guys coming up with? What are you doing? What are you doing to get past the time? What are you guys out there? Um, I've rolled a bunch of change. I rolled $300 worth of change from an old change drawer. <laughs> of course drawer. you did. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's that's like, amazing. This, this is real life for our Patreon Coffee Club members. Like, that's three hundred dollars worth of change. <laughs> and if you're uh, if you're at a theater or a theater maker, we talked a lot today about all the ways ideas, we use technology. Oh my what God. are you guys doing? I want to hear. What are you coming and up with? I'm I'm I've got a publication. It started on Medium. It's called Tech Theater. And it's uh, Broadway Unlocked Guides to Technology for Theater. And I'm actually today working on a live streaming one. But I'm going to continue to make these um, medium stories uh, with ideas. And so if you share yours with us, I'm happy to include it and hopefully help everybody get some 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 inspiration to start creating uh, while we sort of have our tools taken away from us. Guys, if you want to hear more about the Broadway Husbands, don't forget to at Broadway Husbands on Instagram or follow them on their podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network at the Broadway Husbands. And you can head to Twitter as always. Follow us on TM2C Podcast to ask your questions for our upcoming guests or leave a suggestion for someone we should interview. And uh, also, um, follow Broadway Unlocked. Uh, we're at, at BWI Unlocked on Twitter and at Broadway Unlocked spelled out everywhere else. We're doing all kinds of crazy shit with technology in this off time. Uh, so come and follow us there as well. God, I'm excited about the next step. What is going to happen? I'm super excited about it. But don't forget to wash your hands. That's it for this episode of Take Me to Coffee. <laughs> now it's your turn. One, check out new episodes every Tuesday on your favorite podcasting apocalypse device. Two, for special bonus content, including being able to see all of our beautiful faces, join our coffee club over at Patreon, www.patreon.com slash TM2C podcast. Your contribution helps us continue to make this podcast for you, with you, and completely ad-free. I get to say it for once. No one tells us what to do! Three, download these episodes and leave us a review so that we can emerge from the deep, dark corners of that rusty door handle that you know has coronavirus on it. Otherwise known as the podcast swamp. <laughs> it is the podcast swamp of corona. I'm Jess. I'm Andrew. And we'll see you next we'll week. We'll see you next week. Then you have magic.